Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we welcome back one of my neighbors, if you accept that a neighborhood can extend 60-some miles. Our guest is John Smith, a talented, engaging, and profound, easygoing guy. I had him as my guest three years ago after hearing his song, Hunkered Love, and I fell in love with his style. Like me, he's got an affinity for the parts of small-town thinking that invite us to be present, to know and care for our neighbor, and which invites us to see all of the world around us. John Smith is much in demand as both a performer and as a teacher of songwriting, and as a guide for those wanting a musically rooted and culturally enhanced tour of Ireland. He's a past Kerrville New Folk winner, and he's just released his ninth album, Backroads. Andrew Jansen was a big help with production on today's program. Right now, John Smith joins us via Zoom from Trempolo, Wisconsin. John, great to have you back for Song of the Soul. Yeah, Mark, thanks for the invitation and always nice chatting with you. I'm getting you just before you're taking off again. You're in town, you're gone, you're in town, you're gone. Where are you headed this time? Yeah, heading down to uh, Austin, Texas, and then to Kerrville, Texas, going down for a, a few shows house concerts this weekend, and then going to the Kerrville Folk Festival where I'll perform and I'll also stay on for a four-day song camp as a teacher instructor. How big is Kerrville? The festival is about 10 miles out of town. It's probably on a 40-acre piece of land. And I think on a big night on the main stage, there's five to 6,000 people or so. And then the festival is really unique in that it's an 18-day festival. So the, it starts Memorial Day weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, that weekend is the biggest. And that's when they have the new folk contest. This is all about original singer-songwriters. And then during the next week, they have like the song camp I'm at and earlier evening concerts in a smaller stage. And then the next weekend, it blows back up again. All the people from Houston and Dallas and Austin and San Antonio all come back to their camps. Other things happen the next weekend, maybe next week, maybe blues, school, and so forth, and then one final weekend. Wow, that sounds immense. I've never been anywhere near it. I've certainly been to other festivals, and of course, the Great River Folk Festival is one of my favorites. How often have you been part of that, or is that too close to home? No, I've been part of it many, many times. I don't know. I probably played it a dozen times over the years and have stepped up a couple times and just done the writer workshops you know, to help them out with a spot like that. I was on the selection committee for years. I volunteered for it too. Actually, one year, my wife and I, because our anniversary is right around then, end of August, one year we camped in Trempolo and rode our bikes into La Crosse wow, and good. back. That's how we celebrated that year. <laughs> yeah, that was good. exciting. I mean, good on you. <laughs> Tell me about Trempolo. Tell our listeners across the nation, Trempolo, Wisconsin. 
Yeah, Tremolo should have probably selected that song from the new CD to play <laughs> with this conversation. But Tremolo is a little town, about a thousand people, right on the banks of the Upper Mississippi River. Here we are upriver from La Crosse, about fifteen twenty minutes, and downriver from Winona, about ten minutes. As a matter of fact, you can go out to our deck that's kind of right over near the river and um, see Winona. So as the crow flies, I think we're seven miles south of Winona. But it's not really south. The river runs east and west where we live. Have you ever wanted to be a big city boy? Never. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty direct answer. There's times when I will be in a city and can feel the energy of it. I mean, I recorded my first two CDs in New York City. I had met a great guy from New York City at a festival in Colorado, and I heard some records that he recorded. And so I went there, and boy, did I ever feel like the country mouse going to the city. But I, so I could see it, but at the same time, I'm not very comfortable in the cities. And I don't, when I travel around the country and play, I kind of avoid the cities. Just in general, when I lead trips to Ireland, we don't go to Dublin. Just not a city person. I just feel more peace in medium to small towns and rural areas. One of my experiences, uh, again, I've traveled around the world with this Quaker folk dance group called the Friendly Folk Dancers. My experience has been the smaller the town, the higher the turnout. <laughs> it's something about big cities. Everybody goes to the big cities. And so everybody every day has, you know, 20 places where they want to be at any moment. And a small town, it's like, well, I want to get to know this visitor to my town. It's a much different feeling. Do you have that experience? Absolutely. Especially in the folk world. Sometimes they're like, you know, you would think in Madison. I, I, I did play at the Mad Folk concert for their series this past winter here a couple months ago. And in Milwaukee, there used to be a place I would play, but there just aren't venues, especially that I like to play that are really intimate listening kind of situations. In Chicago, I don't play at all other than house concerts. You know, f fans there that'll invite me to, to come. Same thing. I don't play really in Los Angeles, San Francisco. I go out to California every year, once or twice. Too. Like I just was in California, did house concerts in Petaluma and Ukiah and Santa Cruz and Palo Alto, stuff like that. That's funny because you name those places in California. All of these places, they're the places I go with my friendly folk dancer groups, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's something about a smaller town where an event is a little bit bigger, where in the city, it's just a little harder to, you know, they just have bigger clubs or theaters that you go for. And if you don't, if you haven't worked that market, then you don't work it. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. I guess that's the point. I never overly tried to build audiences in, in those cities because I don't care to go there very much. Actually, my worst turnout ever for the Friendly Folk Dancer tour that we did was in San Francisco. Mind you, the, there's a lot of Quakers in San Francisco, too, so not unusual in Berkeley and all these places. There's plenty of Quakers there who might have shown up, but too many demands of big city life. Four people showed up, and we were a touring, performing group of seven people, so we outnumbered the audience. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Oh, well, whatever. Oh, and, and three out of those four people were relatives of people in our group. <laughs> but your latest CD, your ninth CD you've released is called Backroads. When I'm talking about life out in the country, I'm thinking of all this music you just put out. And tell us about the origins of the CD Backroads. 
the title cut, of course, is Backroads. And, but the Backroads really speaks to my nature in general. I'm one of those people that loves to go the, the other way home or the long way home sometimes or the different way, the different way home. So that song was uh, spawned one late spring, really waiting for spring to come, but it wasn't quite happening. And I drove over across the river and stayed at a little park. I don't remember the name of it in Minnesota. Before people were really camping, nobody was at the campground but me. I'd build a big fire and started a song, back road song. And then I just traveled around that day and ended up down in near Decorah, Iowa, at a little park and camped there and wrote another verse. And then I came over to a little park in Wisconsin and finished the rest and came back home. So, yeah, I just love driving through, especially Wisconsin, Minnesota, and the Driftless area here. The back roads are just beautiful. And luckily, most of them are paved. And so it's, it's nice. Let's listen to it. It's by John Smith, our guest today for Song of the Soul. His second visit here with Song of the Soul. It's called Backroads. Sometimes I get an itch to go off wandering. I keep scratching, but it never lets me be It doesn't have to be some far-off distant island Any old back road is fine by me Cause I still feel the urge to follow I still hear that ancient call to roam And when I'm done, I'll circle some back road lead me home Well, it doesn't take that much to make me happy A new song on the wind calling my name And the scent of truth that I can't help but follow I chase it down through the hills and the pouring rain Cause I still feel the I still hear that ancient call to roam And when I'm done, I'll circle back around And let some back road lead me home Sometimes I think I just like to go off So I can find my way back home My porch light burning brightly A lighthouse reaching out to some old friend Saying come on in tell me At some driftless town cafe It's only me Drinking in the landscape I fill my cup And I'll be on my way Cause I still feel the urge to follow I still hear that ancient call to roam And when I'm done I'll circle back around 
That song sure catches some of the flavor of John Smith and his music. And by the way, the name is John Smith. If you listen to my previous interview with him back at the end of 2020, his name is John Smith, but there's too many John Smiths in the world. So he got rid of the space and created a new word, John Smith. Yes. His website is johnsmithmusic.com. How many John Smiths are there in the United States? I have no idea. I probably have heard at one time, I I know they have John Smith and Jim Smith and John Smith gatherings or conventions or whatever you call them, uh, but I've never partaken one. But but it is is clumsy. There is another John Smith who I know from England. Sometimes our stuff gets confused trying to search each other, but it all works out. It's one of the convenient things when Sandra and I created our name when we got married, when we, I became Mark Helpsmeet. There's zero other Helpsmeets in the world besides Sandra and me. So I've got no confusion at all. You look up my name, you get the one. Very nice. But my maiden name, Mark Judkins, you know, before I was married, the name I grew up with, there are other Mark Judkins in the world. And even though it's not that common of a name, there's still others with my exact name. So anyway, Mark Judkins Helps Meet is one of a kind. That's why I get to have on one of a kind musicians like John Smith. (laughs) You mentioned, by the way, the Driftless and people listening to us over in California or in Massachusetts or down in Texas, all places where we're broadcast on community radio stations. They don't necessarily know what the Driftless area is. Could you explain for folks? Because it's such a special, wonderful area. Yeah, it is special. Well, the word Driftless comes from the glaciers, especially the last glaciers. There were different glacier periods. The last one about 10,000 years ago. And when the glacier was coming down from Canada, up in Canada, it was about two miles thick. And then when it got down to right above the Driftless, north of Eau Claire and ways, just the natural dome of land that's around this Driftless area. And the Driftless includes about 75 miles down along the Wisconsin side and a small strip down the Minnesota side in a little corner of northeast Iowa. So the gravity just split the glacier and it bypassed. And then when the glacier retreated, all the other parts of Minnesota and Wisconsin, it left lakes, tens of thousands of lakes. There's there's 15,000 lakes in Minnesota and 10,000 lakes in Wisconsin. But our area was not glaciated, so we have all these valleys, and they're called coulees, or or the the French name, the French were the first here. So it's just very beautiful. We have tons of trout streams and and little valleys. We don't really have hills, but we have ridges. So you're either up on the ridge or you're down in the bottom of the valley. Uh, The ridges could be 500 feet above the river. It's a beautiful, beautiful area, and we're so lucky to have it. It's just so nearby, right up within arm's reach for me. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to another song. Again, the first one was title track of your album, Backroads. What's next? Let's do Sing Them to the Shore. Clearly, you've got this Irish touch to it. You've been leading groups to Ireland for how many years now? Since 2005, 
So do you consider Ireland your second nation, or maybe it's your first nation, really, familially? Yeah, it's my second home, uh, my wife and I. And, you know, I have six of my eight great-grandparents came from Ireland, so I know there's a genetic resonation when I'm there with the people, a connection, and the landscape, too. But you don't have to be Irish at all to totally, thoroughly enjoy Ireland scenery and the culture, the music, the crack, or the humor, as they call it, the fun. Yeah, so this song, Sing Them to the Shore, is a song that I wrote a tribute to a, a fellow named Danny Sheehy, who I met in a little town called Ballyferreter, County Kerry, in the Dingo Peninsula. Just a wonderful fella, and him and his guys, a few friends, but especially four or five of them, they would build these Irish boats that are something you might like almost see like in the Olympics, long, skinny rowboats, a four-man rowboat, made out of lath and just a linen with pine pitch, tar, whatever you call it. And they would roll these boats, these crazy Irish guys, to Newfoundland and to North Africa and all along the coast of the Mediterranean and stuff like that. So this song, I heard, I got a call one day that Danny had passed away. And uh, God, and I was just saddened by the news because he would often jump on the bus for the morning with our groups and just talk about his region and his home there and hobbies of doing these rowboats. Also, he was a great poet and he'd read poems to us and stuff. And and so I heard that he passed away. And then I heard from the fellow when I was asking some more questions about it, he said, well, I don't know a lot of the details, but I just heard that when he was drowning, the other guys were yelling out to each other in this raging sea saying, let's sing him to the shore, lads. Let's sing him to the shore. And I was very moved by that because Ireland music is such a powerful part of their tradition. So it's the, it's sort of the story of this catastrophe that sort of that happened to these four fellows. We can maybe talk more about it on the other side, but it's called Sing Him to the Shore. There was a fearless Irishman lived out near the sea Outside Ballyferreter A West Kerry man was he Danny Sheehy was his name Wore a sailor cap and handsome coat He was a farmer and a poor and a builder of fine boats And in the summers with three comrades They rode the Atlantic wide On their El Camino voyage Like pilgrims of olden times I raised my glass to the memory Of Danny and his comrades In their brave days at sea Oh, sing them to the shore, let's sing them to the shore. The sea's white horses have taken our boat indoors. Keep his head above the wave, lads, for a wee bit more. Sing them to the shore, let's sing them to the shore. By day their oars became their mantra. They camped along the way Shared music round the fire With folks from Wales and Brittany It was on the feast of Colum Gill 9th of June, 2017 Danny read a prayer for sailors That Mary keep them safe at sea Was off the coast of Portugal Near where the Mino River ends the sea turned fierce and angry The 
jars of hell took hold of them. Now I raise my glass to the memory of Danny and his comrades and their brave days at sea. Oh, sing to the shore, lads. Sing to the shore. The sea's white horses taking our boat and doors. Keep his head above the wave, lads, for a wee bit more. Sing to the shore, lads. Sing to the shore. A massive wave rose before them. Then another hit them from behind, tossed their boat up high above the sea. Each man fighting for his life, and Danny's comrades did their best. And as his life slowly drained away, his friend Brandon sang the praises of Saint Bridget's hymn as Danny sadly passed that day. Now let's raise a glass. To the memory of Danny Sheehy and his comrades and their brave days at sea. Oh, sing to the shore, lads! Sing to the shore. The sea's white horses have taken our boat and doors. Keep his head above the wave, lads, for the leaping more. To the shore, lads, singing to the shore. Oh, singing to the shore, lads, singing to the shore. The sea's white horses have taken our boat and doors. Keep his head above the wave, lads, for a wee bit more. Singing to the shore, lads, singing to the shore. Oh, sing 'em to heaven, shore lads. Sing 'em to the shore. That's John Smith singing "Danny to the Shore." Sing 'em to the shore is on Backroads. John Smith's latest release of his nine. You can find them all on johnsmithmusic.com. And just keep in mind that if you want to be part of John Smith's annual trip that he does over to Ireland, did you do that all the way through COVID? No, took some years, a couple of years off there. But we're I'm going back to Ireland this June for a couple of trips and a couple more in September. And so the way to get a hold of it is johnsmithmusic.com, or is there a better place? Yeah, that's the place to go, and you'll find in the menu there Ireland tours or something like that. They're musical tours. They're based on music. People don't have to be players, but everybody who comes is pretty much a fan or a friend or a relative and loves music. And I bring the guitar along. We we stay in one place for three days in Cork. We stay in Ross Carberry, a beautiful little town. And we go out during the daytime, and a lot of cultural stuff will when we're there, we'll go to the Famine Heritage Center, or we'll go to Mizzenhead, the farthest point in the southeast of Ireland, southwest. And then also during the day, we get local authorities, sometimes archaeologists or whatever, to join us for the day and where they go out. And then I bring the guitar along. And when we're maybe at a little stone circle, I'll get out the guitar and sing a song or two. And then we go back to the hotel. And then 
freshen up and then we have music that night. We'll have Irish songwriters, Irish sessions with jigs and reels and all that kind of stuff. And they usually ask me to sing a song or two in the evening and, or anybody else that might be in the group. And so then we go to another county. We move up the side of Ireland and do that for three days and then three final days in Clare. And then we do another trip that comes from the north down. And it's very, very fun. Yeah. I had a wonderful time in Ireland when I was there with the Friendly Folk Dancers in 2004. Most nights we were doing programs where we're featuring folk dancing, right? But one night we had off, it was I think a Wednesday or something, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we went into town, we found a place, you know, a pub. They didn't have scheduled performers, but they had a kind of a house band that kind of had a jam going on there. And then they said, okay, well, now we want everybody to sing something. Who would you got an audience? And someone will stand up and sing it. And so we heard songs in the local language, in Gaelic, and we heard song in French and English. And one of our members said, hey, hey, we got to sing Bill Stain's River. We all know have that one in our heads. And so we bless them with the wonderful ballad. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience for us. Yeah, what an international evening, you know, it just makes you feel how we're more similar than we are unsimilar, you know, familiar. That's nice. Good story. Yeah. Let's go on to another song from John Smith quickly. Where are we going? Why don't we sing, um, play uh, My Name is America? Oh, my goodness. You're going to tear our hearts out, are you? <laughs> There's been a bit of that, hasn't there? Been a heart tearing out? Yeah, I don't really write political songs. Just not very good at it. And I definitely, it's not my nature to be divisive. And so this song really came out of a place of just frustration about the division between the left and right and through rhetoric and how loud it can be. I listen to very little of it anymore. I hardly ever watch the news and just because it can really steal your peace. I find out enough. I mean, I, I get the local paper on my radio and then I'll get all the national headlines. So I, I kind of know what's going on in the world, but I, I don't sink in. But I just was feeling extra. I wrote this song right before the 2020 election, actually. And I just kind of felt sorry for the country as a personality, as a, an entity. So that's why it's called My Name is America. My name is America I live between two oceans blue And as nations go I'm a child who Is sadly now torn in two And I was born out of a dream For that dream I'm on my knees tonight for they're shouting on the left and right I could use some help to mend This great divide, oh help me These wounds I feel Please help me From these wounds time I've been torn The bloody redcoats shot and drove the natives from their homes Then the flood of immigrants all came round In hopes of 40 acres a mule and plow And the right to speak their truth aloud Oh, help me These wounds I 
and it was the blue and gray. The north and south spilling blood over slavery, leaving a scar centuries deep. Now they're still marching up and down my street. a little bit to that song. My name is America. You don't have a heart. Or maybe you're just so part of the polarized fringe that you can't see all these brothers and sisters across this country who we're being separated from. It's like a great divorce of sorts going on. Yeah. I really like the way that you included the history in there, John. But the most masterful wording that you used I saw a possibility for you to be America first which I don't think is your normal identity anyhow. But when you said, I am still the great experiment, that was masterful. Were you aware you were being masterful in that selection? No, no, it's just, it was in the flow of it. Uh, but just thinking as a country, we really are. We're really young. We're like an adolescent kid when it comes to a uh, history of a nation. And so it's growing pains and we're still learning. Yeah, some days it can feel really hopeless. You know, you can look to the futures without much hope. But at the same time, I also go around and especially at festivals and places and meet a lot of the younger generation, people in their 20s and 30s, and, and they're working on a lot of great changes. I have hope that things will get better, that we will work towards solar energy and wind energy and stuff like that. And the racial thing feels like it's going in the right direction. So I, I have hope. <laughs> And folks, you are listening to Song of the Soul, Northern Spirit Radio production, our website, northernspiritradio.org, with all 18 years of our interviews, programs, both Spirit and Action, Song of the Soul. I had John Smith with us back in October 2020. I'm so happy to welcome him back again. You can find links to him and all my other guests on northernspiritradio.org. His website is johnsmithmusic.com. Just keep in mind that we're broadcast across the country on between 35 and 45 stations nationwide, all over the place. And please remember to support those local community radio stations 
Community radio is so valuable, just as John and I were talking earlier about going to small towns versus the big towns. The one size fits all, the mass-produced food and culture of so much of America, you get a different flavor when you've got your local community radio station. So make sure they don't disappear from our landscape. Help them out. And you can help Northern Spirit Radio out by just letting friends know that we're out here, have people listen, post comments when you come to our site, suggest guests to us. And you can, of course, make a donation because we depend on you, not corporations, not government for our funding. So please help us, help community radio, help the wonderful artists like John Smith, who make this country rich. And let's go on to another of your songs, John. Let's do Out Across the Openness. Were you naturally born a philosopher? No, but I think it's right under the surface. This song here, when I sort of categorize my own songs, there's always talk among songwriters in the songwriting world, how much poetry is good. There's always the discussion of poem put to music is not necessarily always work. But sometimes I let all that out the window and I just let the poetry fly. That's what this song is out across the openness. It's really a very poetic kind of song. And it's very much about me and my personal journey here. And as I get older, wanting to have it all out in the open. (laughs) No hidden stuff down in there. Let's keep bringing it up, get it out in the world. So when you talk about awkward dance and brokenness, you're opening up and let us see inside you. Mm-hmm. Let's all listen to some of the wonderful poetry and music of John Smith out across the openness. Here I stand, an older man, reaching out with open hands. Did I try? Take a chance Did I do the awkward dance I think I might Throw out my line Maybe catch a big old wish And I I will take that wish And I'd follow it out across the openness Out across the openness Spread my wings and go for it Now look over my shoulder No sir, not one bit I would surely shout it out Sing my truth right out loud I'd even share my brokenness Across the openness And if I was An old windmill I'd harness the winds of change Until The waters flow Up from my roots A singing fountain of my Spread my wings and go for it I'd even share my brokenness Out across the openness If I were an old black crow flying high 
Smith shares with us from the autumn of his life, the perspective, uh, part of the big picture out across the openness. Some people, I think, as they get older, John, they get less open and some people get more open. You know, you've seen the poetry, you know, when I'm old, I'll wear purple. It's like in the movie Harold and Maude. Yeah. Maude, she's 80 years old and she's just letting it all hang out. She's 80 and, years old and she's got the spirit of an eight-year-old. Yeah, she's... Yeah. And some people close in, shut down. What's your sense? I think openness is your your mod. Yeah, openness. I... I'm that way, like with friendships, for example. In a friendship, it's very important for me that both people are really willing to share some of their deepest, darkest kind of stuff. Not that it's all about that, but that you're not just talking about happy days and, and the weather, but that uh, talk about struggles with your kids or your career or aging or whatever it might be, or something from your past that's always kind of haunted you that you're dealing with. So I like friendships that are juicy that way. (laughs) One thing that you referred to in there about sharing your truth, I noticed this phrase in at least three of the songs that you selected for today's program. Truth, is it getting more and more important to you at this point? Yeah, maybe. You know, I teach songwriting. I'm going off to Kerrville to teach. And one of the things that I like in a good song is that, that the singer is is telling their truth, whether it's a, an exact truthful story or just their truth of how their outlook about the world is or whatever, that they're sort of honoring that truth, whether it's with a small T or a capital T. And part of that truth is your vulnerability, I suppose. That's that's what definitely Out Across the Openness is really addressing. One of the things that first led me to you, why I did the interview back in 2020, right after John Prime died, and you have reference to him in Hunkered Love. And you shared that song as part of my interview. Folks can listen to that on org. John Smith, all one word. 
but I'm not aware of you having released Hunkered Love to the world or how you released it. I mean, you re just released your ninth album. We're hearing all this music from, but Hunkered Love, did it get lost in the mix? No, it's, it's there. I just, I don't know. It, it felt like more of a timely thing during COVID, but I, I should dig it out and share it more and maybe record it the next time I make a record. But at the time, it was just a fun way, you know, that you, you better have somebody that you <laughs> you can hunker down with. <laughs> Good hunkering gone on in that time. Yeah. The down and the upsides, we got to look at them both. Let's go on to another song. The next song is a co-written song. It's called Where's the World Going To? I noticed a lot of these songs are sort of on the ballad side, but I just kind of was thinking of your listeners. There are some very up-tempo songs in this record, but today we're looking more at ballads. And this one here is very much a ballad. I wrote it with Tom Prasad Rao, who is my co-producer on my last four CDs, and he's a wonderful, wonderful songwriter. This song, I started the evening of the 2020 election. My wife, Joe, and I just jumped in the car and drove all the way down to Pensacola Beach. And nobody's really there in November, and we got a little condo right on the beach. And we walked a lot, and we watched the elections and stuff like that. And, of course, it was very confusing that first night. And, then, you know, all the different talking heads and adding of who was winning or not. And uh, it looked like Biden was one, but it was also strange. So I just remember that's enough for me. And I took my guitar, and I opened the sliding door out to our little veranda and just kind of closed off the world and could hear the lapping of the small waves and uh, the stars were just really bright. And I started the song, kind of went back in and went to bed. And I, I got up in the morning, listened to what I had on my phone. And I thought, you know, this is a song I'd like to ask my dear friend Tom Prasad would you like to co-write it with me? And he said, yeah, I'd love that. And so for, so for a few days, we send verses and ideas back and forth and then we had a blast recording the record. We got a chance to put a French horn on there. A couple of songs have French horn, which I just love. And not your everyday folk instrument. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's the, the title is, Where is the World Going To? It's a very conversational kind of thing. But once again, it is very, very poetic and very musically interesting. Great poetry from John Smith, Where's the World Going To? Sunrise 
where's it off to now? Every day, let us find a way, even though we don't know how to lift the furrowed brow. Smith co-wrote that with Tom Prasados Rao, and the song is Where's the World Going To? You'll find it on johnsmithmusic.com on John Smith's latest release, Backroads. And by the way, John, tell Tom that I'm eager and waiting to interview him. I've been trying to pursue this for the last three years, and oh, he hasn't yeah. quite got off his butt for that. I mean, I know his butt's going a lot of different places, but <laughs> I would just so much welcome if you just gave him the gentle nudge and we connected up. Yeah, I'm going to put a little note right there, too, because I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him in the, at the festival, and he would be a great person to interview Song of the Soul, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Right. And I, w I just want to mention a little bit about your cups of tea. I mean, you, like me, you grew up Catholic, but meditation, new thought, uh, unity churches, Baha'i, all of these things have been influences for John Smith. Mm -hmm. I think even more so as you're asking yourself, where's the world going to? The deep values, the deep part of us that's is meaning is so important at this point. Do you find any particular parts of that bubbling to the surface as leading the charge in your older years? Just the discipline of living a mindful life, some morning meditation, some mindful walking stuff, diet, a balance of work and play, of not working too hard, you know, developing new friendships and keep that going in time with family. Those are my core things. We had some challenges in trying to schedule this, partly just because you've got a rich life and you're here and you travel and all of that, but also health concerns. Is there anything about that that you're willing to say to the rest of the world here? Or? No, I just said last year I just had a really low point. Never did figure out what it was, but I wasn't sleeping. It was like coming out of COVID and maybe looking at a over-the-top calendar full of <laughs> full of things to do. And I started down that path of different sleep meds. You know, I tried everything. Yeah, and I was losing a lot of weight, and I had trouble playing and singing. So I, so there was a good several months during the summer I didn't play at all. I really couldn't. But then slow but sure, once September hit, I just started playing and playing and playing every day and put the word out there in the world that I was open to doing some house concerts around and Got a great response from that. You know, the music's really been part of that healing. I think there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened to some of us during COVID. There were a lot of joyous kind of stuff, but there may be some overwhelming sense of overwhelming <laughs> and that that kind of wears on you. And I don't really have answers. We took all kinds of tests, and but I just look at it as a sort of a reset for my life to move forward, being more mindful about like the last few trips I took, like to California and to Texas and to Virginia, I would just do 
a lot less gigs than I used to. I used to go out and just fill the calendar up. You know what it's like when you're booking your dancing thing. You're, you're filling all those holes. I'm not doing that anymore. I might play a couple of shows in a weekend and then have all week off, do other things, and then go back and play the next weekend again. In the dictionary, I've looked it up. It's called sanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does make sense. Uh, by the way, for my wife, we found a technique that works when she can't sleep otherwise. And I'm not sure your wife can do this for you because not everyone has the training I have. Besides my work with radio and all of this, I've been a computer programmer and I've taught physics at university level. So when I, my wife needs to go to sleep, can't shut her mind off, I start talking to her about physics and that puts her to sleep instantaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I'll ask my wife that, you know, my wife, she was a math and science teacher, so maybe she could do uh, <laughs> some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I wish you the greatest health. How can we finish off last song for you? Yeah, we'll finish this off with the final song on the, on the CD, which is called Backroads. And this song is called Before I Go. And it's kind of proper that I'm packed up today, heading out to Texas. And I wrote this song at the Kerrville Folk Festival. I was teaching and I had given a prompt to write. And uh, this is uh, my song that I wrote for the class. I think the song speaks for itself. The music of John Smith speaks to so many hearts. And I hope you get a chance to see him before he leaves your town, before he goes, and before he leaves the planet. In any case, it's rich. There's nine albums out there on johnsmithmusic.com. Thanks so much, John, for joining me again. Have a great time at the Kerrville Folk Festival. Yeah, thanks. And stay the blessing to the world that you are. Okay, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Here is Before I Go, John Smith. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. I've been thinking a lot lately About how much time I have left There's a whole lot more behind me Than how much lies ahead I feel the need to make a list To write it down so I will know A few things that I'd like to do In my life before I go Before I go I want to walk the hills of Spain See the birds in Costa Rica The northern lights in northern Maine I want to spend more time With the ones I love the most These are a few things I'd like to do Before I go Maybe I'll buy some watercolors Learn to paint a country when that rolls on down to some pastoral, peaceful place And maybe I'll write a book Tell my story, share my truth Bear it all upon the page That's something I might like to do Before I go I want to walk the hills of Spain See the birds in Costa Rica Northern lights in northern Maine I want to spend more time With the ones I love the most These are a few things I'd like to do Before I go Maybe there's a book up there someplace With our names and the day will pass 
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.